No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. With GameTime, you can buy your tickets in just two taps. Two taps is the perfect amount of taps. You want to get someone's attention? Tap them twice on the shoulder. Three taps? Too needy. One tap? Kind of (laughs) creepy. Tap, tap. Hey, man, you dropped your gloves. You just nailed that interaction. If I ever open a bar, it's going to have two taps. Guinness and Amstel Light. Done. Multiple choices? Overrated. You want the best beer in the world or the other best beer in the world? I'm literally pleasing everyone with just two taps. The GameTime app is simple, quick, easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Thursday, December 12th. I'm J.E. Skeets, alongside me, as always, Tass Millis. Hey, everybody. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. And last but not least, making the magic happen, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Thanks for joining us, guys. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks, Inc. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email in your NBA questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. We stepped on the beach yesterday. We discussed Giannis's style of play, how Cousins' injury may have actually helped the Lakers. We got into the Eastern Conference All-Stars, Derek Rose's Hall of Fame chances, Ontario's love of the potato, <laughs> and so many other things. Yes, lots of laughs were had. It's a great, potatoes. great podcast. Anybody get uh, any potatoes in their body last night? Mm. I, had a, I was potato-free. Um, uh, yeah, I had leftover cold fries. That counts. Yeah, that counts. I had, I had a couple chips. of them. I had chips, baked, not fried. Mm. <laughs> How do you feel about when you get a, a French fry that's like... Like a foot and a half long. You know, like, blessed. I feel blessed. <laughs> like uh, a god. Yeah. I don't like them. Like you're just pulling out and it keeps coming. Maybe like a magician, you know? Like they always got like the the, the feathers or whatever. Yeah. Feathers. The silk. Ribbons. Just, yeah, ribbons hanker- out of their, their things. Yeah. Their sleeves. They <laughs> their got, handkerchiefs. They keep coming and coming. your sleeve. <laughs> I, I don't like them because it makes me, I just lo- always look at it and go, how big was that potato? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's not. Because it's one piece, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it's peeled round and round and round from one potato. It's not the not, length of the... Not, not necessarily. Mm. If it goes in lengthwise through the, the, yeah. the chipper thing, right? Like a, Well, that's, so that's obviously how it has to. Yeah. yeah. It's super long. I'm talking like a foot and a half long. You're talking like, curly fries. Yeah. And yeah, those go on and on and on. No, I could. It could be a straight fry. It could be like a semi curly fry that's peeled. But look, if the French fry is this long, that means the potato this is, is that big. <laughs> you have not had a no. foot and a half long French fry. Come bet. on, a okay. foot and a half. Okay, maybe a foot and a half. But what's that? A foot? That's a that's a big fry. I'm saying, that's a no, huge I'm, fry. I'm saying you can take a peeler from one side of the potato and peel around. 
yeah, but and that's, get a chunk. But that's a that's you're, you're a talking French about different fry. things. Yeah, though, yeah. yeah. You're, you're well, you never about the know technique versus the actual size of the potato. I'm saying you can get you, a, you can get a piece bro. of potato that big <laughs> I, I don't know, because of the I'm technique from fries. a small potato. I'm talking French fries. That could be the whole potato. <laughs> that could have, be a baby potato. You must have taken a photo of it if you're so shocked. I should. Hey, look, I'll go back. It's um the Highland Pub right by our place. Oh, they're known for their long fries. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try and go get some more, and I'll take some more. I was thinking at it when I was eating them. I'm like, holy, these are gigantic French fries. <laughs> and again, it creeps you out a little because you just start thinking of the potato. The yeah. actual potato. Well, you think the potato yeah, might a little be, bit of a freak. You think the potato might have been juiced? 100%. <laughs> Not organic? 100%. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> lots to talk about here today. We got some news items a little later on. Uh, we got Tweet of the Night, but uh, we're, we're going to do something a little different here. We're just calling it Game Recap Reacts, all right? I'm going to give you... <laughs> I'm going to give you the headline. I could have made a sting for that. Yeah, yeah, for from a game recap on a very busy Wednesday night in the NBA. And, uh, you know, we can obviously talk about the headline or anything from that game in particular. First one, Clippers' Kawhi Leonard showered with MVP chance in Toronto return. What did you think? Mike, uh, Lee, we didn't get to... We didn't get to settle our bet. Yeah. We didn't take the mic. There was no over-under on the eight and a half words spoken. Yeah, I mean, it voids the bet, doesn't it, it really? Doesn't, yeah. I, I sort of thought, well, I guess I technically won, but I didn't because he just walked off as if it was like, hey, Kawhi, here's your ring. Thanks. I'm going to go play a game. That's it. Uh, what a video, though. What a tribute video there from the yeah. Raptors. I <laughs> thought that was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because they couldn't linger on the shot for too long because they had two more series to yeah. play after that. So you liked what they did, though, showing the video tribute, then the arena going black and doing that spotlight thing of Kawhi's path to his Game 7 crazy four-bouncer against the Sixers in the second round. I thought it was so well executed. Really, really well done. Not too long. You know, just highlighted the moments and then moved on. Great. I like the board man gets his ring little Chiron they had on the scoreboard. Doc Rivers said it was the best video tribute ring ceremony thing he had ever seen. And that guy's been around the NBA for, what, almost 40 years at this point. It was really cool. Um, But uh, not super surprised, I guess, that Kawhi didn't speak. I mean, they didn't give him the microphone, but I also don't think he's going to be like, hey, uh, (laughs) you mind if I say something here? Yeah. I think he was happy to let that one pass by. But, yeah, very cool. He is an opposing player, so I do think that's protocol. Just don't give it to him. Don't give him the mic. You know, he is. So they treated him like he was kind of like a hometown player as well with the MVP chance. You don't usually hear MVP chance for a, a player on the other side. So, yeah, it was nothing but Canadian love. That's, that's, that's what it was. It was nice. It was a very nice moment. The length was good. Uh, I, I, they started pretty late. I was ready in my seat like they oh, told I me know. to at 645 Eastern. <sighs> And start to like seven oh eight. Yeah, classic. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long. It time. worked though. It did yeah. work. Place it did. was packed. It did. I mean, it's like Danielle telling me it starts at nine, <laughs> but it's actually starts at nine thirty. Yeah. I'm there early. I'm ready to go. <laughs> she doesn't do that, or else I'd be very upset. I, I did like to. the. Uh, I liked how they all the former teammates of Leonard's, all the Raptors, most of them current still, uh, and the coaches and the team executives. I, I like that part that he got to sort of dap up each one of them. And do you think the they should have brought back Valanciunas to dap him up since yes. he was there for half the season? Yes, I. That do. was my only complaint was that he wasn't there. I did think it was very funny that the video starts with like training and like. They are honoring load management as part of Kawhi's legacy in Toronto, which you had to, you know, coming off the injury in San Antonio and the fact that it was a big story throughout the season and it paid off. I thought it was very nice to see a little Alex McKechnie there. What about the fact that he has a middle finger inscribed into his ring? On the inside of his ring, there's a middle finger. What what he says, 
so he recognizes he he remembers what finger to put it on. <laughs> isn't that isn't that yeah? Hilarious? So because he has the Spurs ring, right? So yeah, that's, he's that's that his reasoning that he's got two he's got two rings now just so he remembers it. But he calls it an fu finger emoji, but that's what it's for, and I believe him. It's literal. You, you don't think the uh, the, the there, F- there's no meaning to anything. Else. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Honestly, I, I agree with you. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll just put that so I remember where to wear it. Also, I don't see Kawhi Leonard wearing around either of his rings. Yeah, that's why. Anytime in the foreseeable future, yeah. they just got him a plain gold band. He's like, perfect. This is nice. <laughs> it's a little too fancy. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the game then did happen, and uh, it was you know, raps started all right. Uh, Clippers though, you know. Took control before the end of the half. Raps made a run in the third. Got it to like five or seven, I guess, with the Siakam dunk. And then, man, the Clips like ripped off a 12-0 run and the game was over. And quite a great game. Um, Paul George, if he was hitting half of his threes, that's probably a 30-point blowout. Uh, But he had one of those just cold nights from three. But Kawhi did his thing, got to his spots. I thought uh, second quarter when uh, Kawhi hit Lowry with the Bieber dribble, mm-hmm. that <laughs> was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then got to his spot right around the free throw line. Splash. Got to go. Four losses in five games for the Raptors. Yeah. And it's kind of coincided been a bad week. with Kyle Lowry coming back. Obviously, Van Vliet hasn't been there. So you may be asking a lot from Lowry coming back right, uh, coming back and having to be excellent right away. So, uh I mean, I wouldn't be worried, but Siakam's a struggling a little bit. Yeah, he is. He, has, he hasn't been as good as he was at the first 20 games of the season. So let's see how they respond here. And so, think- and so what's the reasoning for that? Either the game planning from other teams, uh, maybe just the opposition. They have run into some good defensive teams and that's good for sure. players to put on them. And then maybe just the that, – that's the d- most difficult thing we've talked about before to become that next-level type of player, the MVP like a player – you got to do this for 80 games. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, you can do it for 10 games, 15 games, and then you might hit a wall. You might be exhausted, and it's, I think those are that separates the superstars, really, from I, the I, good players. I also just think he is adjusting to having Lowry back there because there was no question that it's Siakam's team when Lowry's not there. And I feel that Kyle has just been forcing things a little bit, forcing his shot a little bit, not getting in rhythm, um, and that's kind of throwing off a little bit of the rhythm the other guys had because... Right now, of these last four or five games, Siakam has not looked even really like an all-star, in my opinion. He, he's he's just not as comfortable, not as smooth. You know, a couple of times you sort of see him get the ball and, and he's going into one of his little twirly, twisty moves. I haven't really seen that either. So he's just a little bit off. But it's fine because it's not like Lowry... You know, these guys have played together for a couple of years. So they will find it, I believe. Yeah. But it is just an adjustment again. And um, and that's, that's a challenge there for Ness. But also, again, the Raptors probably were p- playing above a lot of expectations. So teams are now coming at them and, and, and really focusing on, hey, this guy Siakam, he can go out and, and beat a team by himself. They've had some very impressive wins. So I think it's a combination of defences uh, focusing in on him more, the adjustment of Lowry coming back, and, of course, Fred not being yeah, there. Yeah, they, 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 they miss Lee him. Yeah. is one of the rare guys on that team that does penetrate and, and get inside mm. and then can either finish at the rim or you know set guys up in the corners for open looks and threes and stuff like that. They, they, they miss him. There's no doubt. Um, but you're not panicking as a Raptors fan by any means, Tess? Like, no, this, yeah, I, I agree. The, the superstars need uh, – I'm calling Pascal Siakam a superstar. If he's going to get to that level, yeah. yeah, he needs to learn. It's 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 a hard work. It's, it's a hard grind to be at that level the entire season. They lost to the Heat. They lost to the Rockets. They lost to the Sixers yeah. and the Clippers. Those are good teams. Mm-hmm. They're all good teams, and the Raptors should be above the tier of teams – 
below them, and they are. But those those type of teams there are either you know with them or above them. So that's okay. I don't think we all expect this team to win the championship. Right. right. And hey, it was Kawhi's night. I honestly forgot that there was a game happening. <laughs> you know, it, it was just like who, who cares? There's this is Kawhi. I mean, it, it, even the Raptors. There wasn't ferocity on that other side. The, the Raptors weren't ready to really kick butt. They're like, hey, this is Kawhi's night. Next one here, John Morant posterizes Beans to seal the win. Huge, huge dunk late in the game. I mean, it was a huge possession. It was a four-point game, and uh, Ja blows by Bainesy there, who got switched up on him, and going left, dunks with his right on his head and uh, helps the Grizzlies get a win. They're second uh, in a row here, and uh, they've got eight now, I believe, on the season. <laughs> you know, big eight. Nice. Big eight, crazy eights. Uh, I, I love this, though, because uh, I was watching the end of this game uh, with Laura and one of our friends was over. We were talking about who are the hottest dudes in the NBA, and Aaron Baines popped up, and Laura's like, ooh, who's that? I was like, of course you're into him. Look at that beard. <laughs> but I said, oh, man, this guy's great. He always gets hit in the face, always gets kicked in the dick, and he always gets dunked on. And then, like, within three minutes, like, he got hit right in the stomach, hit in the face, and then he got dunked on. I was like, this is the perfect summation of Aaron yep. Baines. I also like, as Dan Devine pointed out, that John ja Morant just told Chris Haynes of Yahoo that he's going to have a lot more controlled jumps and he's going to be a little bit calmer going into the lane. But when it came down to it, he's ready to throw down. Yeah, That was awesome. I, you know, if Luca wasn't around, you could easily say John ja Morant's the most impressive, the most exciting young player in the game. Just just on a night-to-night basis to see what he's going to do because he's, he's really unique. He's going to give you that. He's going to give you the ball fakes. He's going to yeah. give you the tricks. Uh, you got to watch him every game. You're watching Memphis Grizzlies basketball to hey, see John Moran. It's pretty neat. He kind of, I thought, looking back on it, Baines fouled him, too, on that dunk. I can't believe it, it wasn't yeah. an had one. Yeah. yeah. He pushed him. But um, the play, um, a minute or so earlier, I think it was, Morant went in and just kind of hit Baines. And just that body sort of, like, withstood it. So I, th- I wonder if Morant was like, all right, I can't go into his body. Yeah. I have to kind of get around him. Yeah. Uh, but, but, again, I, you know, I talked about this the other day. When I watch him, Maybe it's because I'm a dad or just I'm a little bit older now. My first instinct wasn't like, oh, my God, what a dunk. I was like, oh, my God, is he okay? <laughs> because he's going so fast. Yeah. He gets up so high. And then he kind of collapses. His body just, like, hits the floor. I'm like, there's no way he's not, you know, he didn't hurt himself. But um, He's going at a, a beast like Aaron Baines. He, he's not afraid of anybody. And he was it's talking trash neat. to Baines, too, after uh, one of those possessions. It's like... Because he had the dunk, I mean, it, I, I can't really even call it a dunk, but he had uh, close to a dunk on Baines earlier in the game, that one that, like, he he jumps him from so far away, <laughs> got blasted again by Baines in the air, and it, like, it, it was a foul, I believe, called on that one, and it sort of, like, it was, again, it was not a dunk because he sort of had to let go of it and sort of thrunk it a little bit, but it, like, doinked in. Um, he just attacks, attacks, attacks. This is how you win Rookie of the Year, though. He had a, actually a quiet game by his standards. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he had 13 points, 4-9, 6 assists, okay, but they got the win. And, I mean, he's the headline here. We're talking about him, even though Dylan Brooks, 27 points. You know, Jaron Jackson finally had a good game there with 24. Um, it's This is how you do it. Like, even in games that you're not playing all that well, hey, you have that one memorable highlight. That's going to help your case. That's going to bolster your Rookie of the Year case. That's 100% right. He had 13 points last night, and you would think he had 60 with the way we're talking about him. He's must-watch. He took nine shots and had mm. six assists. I mean, that's honestly Andre Miller's stats right there. But uh, 
the shots that go in, they're fun to watch, and you know he's playing hard. He's got the Westbrook watchability factor where you're like, something crazy is going to happen when he's on the court. He even got Woj tweeting last night, quote tweeting the dunk with just a geez. I mean, Woj is breaking yeah. news. Woj is promoting his podcast. Woj even had to tweet like, geez. But that he, was a big play. Geez. But from a team perspective, he could take all the shots he wants. But he took nine, and he doesn't take a ton every single night. And his teammates love playing with him, I'm sure, for that reason. And so he could go out and score 25 a game. But he's averaging 19 on 15 shots, 42% from, from three-point land. He's efficient. And the assists are there. People like playing with him. I heard, um, I believe it was Big Waz on, on, on the Ding, the Daily Ding this morning on The Athletic, compare the dunk a little bit to what LeBron did a couple nights ago um, against the Wolves, I believe it was, where mm-hmm. he sort of came, that cross-body hammer with the right hand. It was similar. Um, LeBron was the one, jumped off the one foot, and Ja did it here with the double. But both massive dunks. It looks cool when a guy's going left and then across his body can still hammer it home with the right on a, on a guy. Huge. You said it uh, felt like, uh, you know, the way we're talking about him, that John Morant went for 60, even though he only had 13. Well, a guy nearly got 60 last night. Harden scores 55 Rockets withstand scare from Cavaliers. Let's go to Harden hater number one over here in the power rankings. Leolis, even you got to respect this stat line, don't you? He only had five free throw attempts in the 55. I'll clarify. There's a difference between like and respect. I don't like watching him, but I respect the, the ability for him to go out there and basically get 50 anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did last night. I think the Rockets thought this is going to be a pretty easy win because Harden had, I, I can't remember exactly half time, but he had 27 or something because I think he thought, I'm probably not playing the fourth quarter tonight. I've got to get my 38 and I've got to do it quickly. But then the Cavs showed a bit of fight. And a Harden, bit of fight? They went on a 24-0 to run right. for f- over five minutes from like the third quarter to the fourth quarter. So Harden had to go yeah. out there uh, and score again. Uh, and again, yeah, the, the big critique of him is that in a night like this, the stat line tends to have 15 to 20 free throws. Uh, but that wasn't the case last night. Five for five, 10, 10 three-pointers. I mean, and he was, yeah, I mean, it's incredible that he's still able to do it, um, you know, to maintain that level of, of, of hunger for trying to score so many points because I think what he realizes is he has to do this if he's going to win MVP he has to score an average 40 a game because I don't think he's going to get it otherwise he had to do this to win this game though too well yes so yeah maybe does he tell his teammates hey give up some points so I can get back in there (laughs) and get points myself I mean the the Rockets they're they're just they just don't lock down on D enough I know we say it all the time but a 24-0 run from this Cavs team how does that happen just open shots that's that's how it looked watching this game. And then, yeah, we said five free throws. That's very unhardened. Like, that's an all-time low in NBA history for a 55-plus point game. Just have five oh. free throws. Usually you get, you know, you get some, you get at least ten. Uh, but it tied Rick Barry's record, who had five free throws way back when. So that's, uh, it's one of those games that it was enjoyable, actually, to watch. Him. Oh, yeah. Because he wasn't just trying to get to the free throw line. And Lee is right. He needed this if he wanted to stay in the MVP conversation because Giannis is running away with it a little bit right now as the Bucks are on a winning streak and as the Rockets have won only five of their last 10 games. So for Harden to go for 20 in the fourth quarter while scoring 55, even though they basically blew the lead and he, that's why he had to do it, at least it looks good that he dragged his team to a win. Yeah, he was money in the fourth too. Seven of eight and hit four of the threes. All of them needed. I, I think it's already slipping away from him though. Uh, he might have to leave the table because... And I only say that because you go to ESPN, you look at the top headlines on their NBA page, 
Not a single word about a guy that just went for 55 points. Not one? Not one. It's not there in the top headlines. Wow. Look, I'm sure there's a video somewhere down the line. Let F here. It's crazy. Rendon to the Angels? Seven years, 245 million? He's getting paid 35 a year. <laughs> this and, is crazy. And then, even on NBA.com, you know, it's not, again, it's not like in the headline section. It's not there. It's like, we uh, don't care. It's yeah. it's wild. On 55, e- that's a on, lot, man. On ESPN's NBA page. It's not one of well, the and the ten threes as well. I mean, ten threes. I, I, is just I get, know we had we had a guy go for ten threes just the other day as well, and it's just now eh. and, and a super super efficient night, right? Ten of eighteen. Yeah. So what's the reason? Are we're just we are totally immune to it. Um, is it because they were playing the Cavs? Because there was too much going on last night? I mean, a little I, bit of everything. I probably is. It's uh, we're like Lincoln Park, man. We're numb. <laughs> 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 We were we were we were singing some old songs pre-show, so that's what got me uh, in Lincoln Park. Mode. I won't mention the songs we were singing. That's embarrassing. Um, is anybody, <laughs> Lincoln Park is, the, is as far as I'll go. Is anybody worried about Harden leading the league in minutes played per game? He's at thirty-eight a night. I, the Rockets should be. This I, right. I mean, that yeah. caught me by surprise. I'm yeah. like, damn. He's leading the league. That's not good. Yeah. That should be fine. He usually holds up in the playoffs. <laughs> <That's right>. Exactly. <laughs> we got Westbrook. I thought this was like to help him out, to, you know, lower the workload. Yeah, no. Still there. This is the most minutes he's played per game since like 15, 16. So something to watch. Just something to watch. And yeah. I was wondering, Lee, if they you had said it, um, I guess on yesterday's Daily Show, because we got into that coach's question about who's the next coach on the hot seat. Now that Fizz is gone, you brought up D'Antoni mm-hmm. um, and his job security. And the idea, like, if they go on a bit of a losing streak, you could see possibly him being canned because it seems like they're moving on from him anyway. Um, you know, if they had lost this game to the Cavs, especially blowing it in epic fashion after losing to the Kings on the buzzer beater, and then, you know, they have, then they would go to Orlando this Friday, tough defensive team, and then, they'd, then they're back home to play the Pistons and Spurs. Like, these are not world beaters by mm. any means. But had they dropped four of those, whatever, a streak gets up to, to three or four and all, I, I was like, there's a possibility, so yeah. I wonder if Harden saved uh, saved D'Antoni's job there maybe well, last night. Kept kept it alive for a little bit longer anyway. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, next one, guys. Graham scores 40. Hornets rally to beat the Nets 113-108. Devontae Graham, baby. Trey, great timing with you on the Beach Steppin' Podcast. Saying Graham's got to be a East All-Star He's in the mix. He is. He's in the mix. He's at the table. He's in the conversation. He is no doubt. He's no doubt. I mean, the Hornets rallied from 20 back in this one, and Graham was hitting. That I watched the end of this game, good chunk of the fourth quarter. Whew. Graham, people are calling him, you know, we're jokingly calling him Golden Graham. I see people, some people are. <laughs> people are also calling him Baby Dame. <laughs> which he's sure, got, yeah. He's got some Lillard in him. And uh, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't okay. know why. But uh, I do love it. And, uh, you know, at, at the Hive, a great Hornets blog, I thought a great point. Teams are starting a game plan for him. And he's still getting buckets at will. Uh, a bunch of threes again and, and timely, timely shots. Fun to watch. And uh, 43% on the season from downtown on nine a game. So he's not, just, uh, he's not just throwing them out there. He's not an irrational confidence guy. He's able to make them. What I really like, he's got very sound mechanics. Gets his legs into it, gets his feet set, really gets his whole body into the shot. Mm-hmm. Those two that he hit at the end. I think actually that second last one was only a two. It his was. foot was on the line, yeah. yeah. But then that other one was just pure and uh that's a guy who's so confident in himself in his second season now so he's had a year to just sort of get to feel the game out a little bit more and on that team like 
there's no one really who he's taking the ball off. No. So it's like, may as well go out there and, and, and perform. So great uh, win for them from the Hornets because they're up and down. They're all over the place. They're, they're not always fun to watch. But when you have a performance like that, it's great. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's an all-star. I think he's um, certainly uh, having a conversation about it. Yeah, because here's the thing. If you think guards in the East... I, I'm curious to see what happens with Kyrie. That is a big sort of wild it's a card. question mark. Like, is Kyrie voted in, you know? I, I, right? He Could might be. be. He might be. So let, let's just say Kyrie's voted in. I think Kemba's the other one that gets voted in. Jimmy Butler is not a guard. He is a forward. So mm-hmm. don't worry about him. But that leaves, in that hypothetical, if Kyrie and Kemba are your starters, how many guards do they take? Four, let's say? Five. Uh, I'd say four. Four or five yeah. out of the seven. Yeah, okay. it depends four on the wild minimum. card. Four yeah. to five. Probably. Four to five. So... Devontae means he'll be fighting with Ben Simmons for for a spot, Brogdon, I think, for a spot, Dinwiddie for a spot, Trey, Trey Young. Young, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, which of the Celtics guys? Tatum or Brown there? <laughs> there are two. Who would you say? Jalen. Probably Jalen. Yeah. So maybe Jalen. Evan Fournier. Sure. Is in the mix. Sure. Hey, come on, man. He's he's putting up stats yeah. quite similar sure, sure, to sure. Magic. Uh, yeah, to uh, to Devontae Graham. I'll take Devontae Graham in a heartbeat I think, over I Evan Fournier. I think I'm taking Devontae Graham over a lot of those guys I just listed. I mean, so, right so, now he's averaging 20 and 7, yeah. but the Hornets got to keep winning. They're 11 and 16. They got to they got to keep winning games here. Or, and he's or only a second year player, so yeah. I think that counts against him in the, in the sense that the coaches are likely to go with a guy, a Bradley Beal, over him. Yeah, I know. You I know. know, I mean, Beal's having a you know statistically fine season anyway. But I think if it comes down to guys like that, and even someone like Spencer Dinwiddie, I think would probably be ahead of Graham. Yeah. Out of, you know, coach's respect. Not if Kyrie makes it, though. I, I doubt that they would put two nets on the team. That would be nuts. Interesting. Let's hear from you guys on that one. I love that. Because I think, I mean, Lowry is not making it. Not at all this year. No, um, the injuries you, the took injuries him out of it. And hasn't been playing well since he returned. And, and Van Vliet, you know, now he's injured. Uh I don't know. I don't see it. I just don't see mm. it. So uh, Graham's got a chance here. He's got a chance. A shot, is, but it's got just 28% from three last year, and now he's at 43%. Well, he's yeah, got a weird thing where he shoots – doesn't he shoot like 41% from the floor? <laughs> like it's like he's a better three-point shooter than he is from the floor. Yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I have a hard time remembering him actually take two-pointers except for like if his <laughs> yeah. foot is on the line. Everything else yeah. is four steps deep. But you went through a bunch of teams that are sub five hundred skeets with the all stars from those teams. This isn't baseball. This is you, we mentioned Anthony Rendon earlier. We don't really reward in, in the NBA. They don't really reward losing. So as you said, the Hornets way below five hundred. The Wizards and the Hawks. Yeah, I think you probably only get one guard from those teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, like, like Lee mentioned about Beal, coaches like to go back to the well for guys that they've already with guys that they've already gotten to the game before. And, I don't know, Trey Young has also been making even more headlines, I think, than, yeah. than, than Devontae. It will be, it will be. But, yeah, if they get up, if they get in the playoffs, I think that's the line. Yeah. They need to get, they need to be in that that bracket. They need to be above that dotted line. Yeah, if they, you're right. If they're creeping to 500, then I think he's got a great case. I mean, there's no doubt. He's the best player on that team, and if I think he would be awarded over probably a Fournier or something like that um, to help his chances. We'll see. Still, Good for still him. Early. Yeah, it is wild to see that he's in year two, and he was like a blip on the radar screen last year. He was not talked about whatsoever. Yeah, he's going to be, a, especially for me, a weird most improved candidate. Mm, yeah, right. Because, yeah, I mean, he scored less than five points per game last year. 
Like no one even knew of him. Mm. He wasn't good. He shot thirty four percent. Well, he's came. He's come off the bench after Kemba and Tony Parker. Yeah. Well, the impressive part is that he started off the bench this year yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just busted his way into the starting lineup. Like he's played in every single game. The percentages are great. It's up to twenty points per game. He's a second round pick. Lots of things going for him. Like he is gonna, and then he's coming up to a restricted free agency. Well, he's a non-guaranteed deal for you, so he's going to get paid this offseason. Whoa, they got to pay him and Terry Rozier in the backcourt. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Our final game recap reacts. Bucks win 16th straight despite missing Antetokounmpo. <laughs> we don't need to go long on this, but the Bucks keep rolling. 29 points from Bledsoe, 24 from Middleton. Easy victory over the Pelicans, 127-112. Giannis missing his first game with the right quad tendon injury, is how they were calling it. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's crazy. Load management, 16. right? Load management, for sure. Be, yeah. I think so. Good for them, though. I'm excited. Rest them. Yeah. I like that we still got that streak going, yes. too. Keep it going. Keep it, Keep it going, going. They got it. One thing from the Pelicans I saw in the write-up of this game after, they've lost their 10th in a row. <laughs> the Pelicans are in a rough spot right now. But Elvin Gentry said, quote, this is the quietest group I've ever been around, <laughs> even on the plane and in the meal room. <laughs> but we do have to get them talking on the court and have them communicate on the court. You reacted to that trade like I sort of did when I read it. I, I felt it feels like it's that's not good. They're it's not like, talking in the meal room. Uh, it's, that's a that's bad. It's just uh, depressing. Yeah, sad. It's, it's honestly sad, uh, especially considering you know before the Zion injury, people were very excited to watch the Pelicans. They were many people's league pass teams two two weeks before the season, right? Yeah. Um, even Drew Holiday is like, let's let's see what he can do. Let's see when he's completely in charge here. Let's see how it's going to go. And it's just been kind of more of the same. The Pelicans, they're a little bit of a different team, but they don't feel that much different than they have been uh, over the past few years. It feels like they're already irrelevant. That sucks. Uh, I, I, th- I thought they were even a league pass team the first couple of weeks. They're playing True. hard. They're playing fast. Uh, but yeah, they... Uh I don't know. They're let. They're starting. Their biggest name player, Brandon Ingram, their best player, is a super quiet guy, and so pro- that probably trickles down a little bit to everybody, right? I mean, that's. But I don't know. They need. They need that big cuddly teddy bear back. They need Zion Williamson yeah, back. Yeah, I think Reddick maybe went off in the locker room. Uh, some reports say that he was sort of trying to light a fire into these guys as they He's were getting hammered at halftime. They they took. Oh, we always talk at halftime. He was saying, you know. And then nothing happened, nothing changed in the second half. But this was one of those ones where, you know, it was not a bad night of basketball. And then you look at that and you think, Giannis is not playing. It's like, oh, no, I can't sit through this. <laughs> can't do it. Nah. Second game on ESPN. Yeah. Too, yeah. The national yeah it would have been good for them to snap that streak against the Milwaukee Bucks. But, um, yeah. And I, I know we like to come up with a reason for why Zion Williamson shouldn't play and the, the media will say, well, they've lost 10 in a row. They're 6-19. and 19. There's no reason to rush Zion Williamson yeah. back. I don't think that would have factored into David Griffin's decision whatsoever, even if they were sort of on the periphery of the playoffs. I don't think that would factor into Zion Williamson. But now there's whispers that he, wouldn't, he won't come back at all mm. uh, this season, which I guess could happen. I guess we could have a Blake Griffin-Ben Simmons scenario where you just chill and don't see him. It's possible. Hopefully yeah. not, though. Uh, we I get- wonder if Drew Holiday is going to be available pretty soon. Mm. You know, he's kind of he's been a Pelican for a long time now. The season is not going the way they anticipated, and like you're saying, Tass, if Zion, if they decide that Zion's not going to come back, that's a major contract you can move for a guy who would be widely sought after around the league. Like yeah. he would fit perfectly on the Miami Heat. Yeah. He's a oh, he's yeah. a Heat kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah, Something to good, watch. That's a good point. We're gonna get to the Lakers Magic scuffle. Uh, last night, we got to talk about the Pacers-Celtics game as well. But first, 
shoes. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? The ones that barely hit shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear watches, and for you, Tass, handbags. <laughs> Christmas is just around the corner, which means StockX is the perfect website to treat yourself and your lovely wives to a treat. Perhaps a pair of Air J's for the gents, while also snagging a Gucci handbag for your better half. So you'll both have a day to remember knowing you've picked up some authentic gear because StockX has removed all the risk from buying and selling online meaning you won't have to deal with some slack-jawed yokel out on the street. <laughs> StockX has an exciting offer for the athletic listeners. Use promo code BBALL2019, that's BBALL2019, for 20 bucks off your next purchase. You can visit StockX.com BBALL for more information. So you asked, you mentioned me about the hammocks, but you mentioned better halves. Are you telling me to buy from my better half? <laughs> Or are you telling me to buy a Gucci handbag for myself? Because well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think you could. You, you're always, you've got so many jobs these days. You know, you need different things. You need your creams, your uh, hair gels. Right. You know, yeah. I can see you strutting around the Turner Studios with a nice little man bag. Thank you. I, I, yeah, I've always wanted, a, what are they called? Dote bags? Dot, 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 what are dotes? Dotes? What are they? What are they called? Totes? Totes. No, not a tote bag. Hmm. No, like a, little, like a little, like a little, yeah. yeah. A toiletry bag. Yeah. Oh, dark kit. A dark kit. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dope. Dope bag. They're dope bags. But I wouldn't. I just. I just don't want to lose anything, so I just shove it all in my wallet. Shove my hair gels in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got some news items, guys. According to Dave McMenamin, the Lakers were a little uh, perplexed as to why Jared Dudley's role in a fourth quarter shoving match warranted an ejection last night. However, they were impressed. He stuck up for teammate Dwight Howard. Dudley sprang into action with about seven minutes to go after Dwight was fouled and he was jostling with several Magic players after the whistle. After the official's review, Howard and Michael Carter-Williams called for Tex. Dudley and Wes Iwundu were ejected. Think that was fair? Or the Lakers right? Like, was, Did anybody need to be ejected for that one? If I'm the ref, I'm just saying, Dudley, you're being a dickhead. Get out. You didn't need to do that. Just get out. He came and escalated what yeah. was He nothing. runs over. And and there was, sort of it was like four on one. It was like four magic on yeah. Dwight Howard. Yeah, but Dwight's, Spudley had to do something. It, it, it had kind of died <laughs> down. And then Dudley comes in and just says, you know what? i got to do something on this team. This so is I'll my, do this. This is my role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. 100% his role. He did it in the playoffs yeah. last year against yeah. the Sixers, right? Uh, Joel Embiid fouled, I think, Jared Allen. So... Jarrett Dudley went in there and started throwing his arms around, and he got ejected. Mm. Jimmy Butler got ejected. This is what you do when you're an old vet. You get in fights to back up your teammates, and then your teammates love you for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an easy ejection, though, for the refs as well, because it's not going to affect the game. No one's going to say, wow, that Dudley ejection cost us the game. It's just like, dickhead, get out. Well, the Magic might file a protest and say that Dudley's ejection may have cost them the game. Um, uh, yeah, it was nothing anyway. It was, like Tass said, it was like a bunch of Magic players pushing Dwight Howard. He, he was sort of pushing back and loving it because uh, he had gotten fouled. This was an ugly, ugly game. Um, a low-scoring affair. Lakers pulled it out in the end. But uh, NBA.com's game recap, uh, I forget who it was on the call. They just called it a little slap and tickle, this one. <laughs> That's what this was. Not a lot. Well, I think those little slaps and tickles on Dwight Howard kind of woke LeBron up. LeBron said, all right, I'll do this thing. Uh, because he's, they, they were getting close. It was a 25-point yeah, like lead, lead or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was down to, I think they tied it up. And, uh, yeah, LeBron just said, I'll wake up and just finish the job. He's good at that. 
Lakers get the win. Bucks kept their winning streak going. Ah, that collision course next week could be nice. All right, next one. According to Pacers coach Nate McMillan, the thingamajig, Victor Oladipo, is still, quote, still a ways away from returning to action. Before the season, Pacers president Kevin Pritchard said that he was hopeful Oladipo would be back in December or January. It's looking like it's going to be the back end of that timeline, probably. Um, So maybe closer to January. Though... All that said, Indiana last night, they rallied from 10 back to beat the Celtics, 122-117. Really exciting game down the stretch. They continue to to exceed expectations, I think the Pacers do, without Oladipo earlier in the the season. They're 16-9. But what do you think about this idea of, is this because the Pacers are also doing quite well and winning a lot of games that there's no real, real rush? You don't don't, um, have to get crazy getting Oladipo back in there. No, I don't think there's any need to rush him back right now. If he's healthy, he's going to give them a real boost, but he's going to miss so much time that when they bring him back in, it's going to be quite an adjustment period, I think, because they're a fairly solid rotation right now. The thing about the Pacers, I think every season they kind of do this. It's like you think, oh, no, they're just not that good, but they just keep on grinding out wins. That that was an impressive victory last night yeah. uh, because Boston certainly looked in control. And, and the Pacers pulled it out late. Um, and that's a team that last year swept them in the playoffs. So I meant a few changes, of course, but impressive. But this is, I think, what Indiana likes to do is just like, just keep on winning, keep on defending. But they also don't ever uh, elevate themselves into serious, con- uh, serious contenders. Well, the status. question is then what you see from this team right now 10th mm. ranked defense, 15th ranked offense, like you said, sort of grinding out wins. Um, Brogdon, their lead guy right now, he had 29. You had the Holiday brothers going off in the fourth quarter in that one against the Celtics. But if you add Oladipo, can you then convince yourself that this team could go further in the playoffs? They could win some series. I think so. I think they enter that tier two below the Bucks. I, I think they, they can be one of those. Those fighting teams, you know, with the Heat and the Celtics and the Raptors. This season, not? I mean, a big yeah. part of that, you know, hinges on how Oladipo Vicky. looks. Big yeah. time, yeah. big time. But they're taking their time, as you said. Yeah. If, if they have a top 10 defense already, Vic comes and helps that. Top 15 offense right now, Vic helps that a ton, even more so on the offensive end. That's what you need in, in the playoffs to win series is top 10-ish on both sides. Yeah. And if they can get up that high... They just beat the Boston Celtics. So eat that, John Schumann. John Schumann well actually me when I said no one wants to talk about the Pacers. He said, well, actually, hashtag well, actually, they haven't beat anybody good. Oh, This is their signature win of the season yeah. so far. And um, they're solid like a rock. I, I don't know. I think Vic, Vic gives them that dynamism they need on offense. Like come and hmm. try and guard Vic. He is one of the best offensive players in the game when, when healthy. Yeah, yeah. It, it all depends on that. I agree with... Uh, Pacers reporter Jay Michael, though, they are not rushing him back just to get a few extra wins this season. He is, that would be irresponsible, this is what Jay Michael wrote, because he's the franchise. I mean, you can't have him, what what happened was he got injured because he was playing less that, than 100% health. That was a big part of it, so yeah. they're going to be extra cautious, but and he would definitely help, no doubt. Yeah, and will he have injury concerns the rest of his career? I don't know. Right. It just seems like they creep up. I mean, that's me on the outside looking in, but yeah. One other thing with this team. Do we have to start wondering if they're actively looking to trade Miles Turner? Mm, he has I think been so. brutal over the last five games. He's averaging eight points per game. You can't hit a shot. Now he's, you know, we know what he brings defensively, but he's got to be giving you more than that for the type of money he's getting. And I know 
uh, you know, noted Pacers fan. You guys know him, uh, Jared Wade. He was blasting Turner the other night watching him, and he's not wrong. He just looks indecisive. He's like, got no anxious. Fail. Yeah, since he's come back from the injury. And you can tell that he has skills. Like, he can shoot the ball. So the the thought has always been maybe he'll be an incredible defensive player and then a stretch five. It just hasn't really happened. Um, he's not going to make plays out of a pick and roll, out of a short roll. Sabonis is really good at that. The Pacers' key for the past couple of seasons is that every player in their rotation is a guy who would play in some other team's rotation. Nobody is bad. And that's the big thing. So maybe... Maybe once Victor Oladipo comes back, they don't need Jeremy Lamb in the starting lineup, so they put him down in the six-man role. And then maybe they're like, okay, so our our offense is picking up a little bit here. Maybe we can move on from Miles Turner because surely there's another team who's going to be interested in him. He's only 23 years old. He's going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, at least, for the next couple of seasons, as long as he doesn't go the route of Roy Hibbert. But, um... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's going to be enough room for Sabonis and Turner, and I think you're going with Sabonis. Yeah, that's 100%. If you're picking one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Turner looked like he was really moving to another level of of a player, but he he sort of isn't. That three-point shot, we thought maybe he was, because he was trying to develop that, that's fallen off this year, and he just doesn't rebound enough for a big guy. Uh, He doesn't rebound. He never gets to the free throw line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. You know, so, so the contesting shots and the blocking shots is fine, but that's really what he's hanging his hat on right now. He's not bringing enough. Certainly when you look at what Sabonis brings them offensively and defensively, if you have to make a choice, there's no question you're going with Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. Still, uh, or is it just because he was coming back from the injury, just needs some time to get going? Um, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm with you. I like. There's no doubt teams would want him. Uh, I would want him. I would still I like him on the Pacers because defensively he's, he's great. But for what the guy makes, we know he needs to do more offensively. I never feel like, oh, man, Pacers need a bucket here. Get the ball to Turner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never, ever, ever, ever are you thinking that right now. Yeah, maybe if we change our perception of him. Yeah. Maybe if we say, hey, this guy's is not going to score. Yeah, and then maybe he's fine as, as a five on that team. Because you know, when, when uh, Vic comes back, they start Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo in the backcourt. And they got two great scorers in TJ Warren and DeMontis Sabonis. They got enough offense. So maybe they don't need his offense whatsoever. Final one here. Carmelo Anthony was asked after his Blazers romped over the Knicks earlier this week whether he has ever thought about his jersey being retired in MSG. His response, quote, do I think about it? Anybody would want to get that opportunity if it's there. We'll see when that time comes. Hopefully they'll hang number seven somewhere up there. He's going for it. Mello's feeling it right now. <laughs> Does Mello deserve to have his jersey retired by the Knicks? Do you think it will happen? I don't know. Ugh. I mean, he's the best Nick of the past 20 years. Yes, that's a low bar, but yes. That's You're a right. long time. That's like a generation of children. Mello is the best Nick that they have seen. Yeah. He's the only one that's ever taken him to the playoffs in the past basically 20 years. They went in 03-04, but they had three years from... Uh, 11 to 13 that they actually made the playoffs. Right. He won the, one playoff series. Yeah, the best uh, the best time for New York Knicks fans has been when Carmelo Anthony was a New York Knick. Does that mean he should have his jersey retired? I don't think so for a historic franchise, but I guess you can make make the case that we had nothing better going on right now. <laughs> Melo actually wanted to be here, and he you know he yeah. represented for the Knicks for a long time. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm down on it. I, I just. I mean, yeah, he wanted to be there, and he, he was fine while he was there, but I don't sort of look at that era and think, gotta, you got to remember that era, man. you got to hang his jersey to the rafters. Uh, 
I mean, but but again, the, you know, each franchise has their own sort of rules and 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 their own uh, you know criteria that have to be met. So if the Knicks sort of want to go, you know what, we had nothing else going on, so let's just hang mellow. Gives us a ceremony and sort of shows that we, you know. We we treat our players well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it out. Uh, um, I'm so glad you got fired from your next job. Yeah. <laughs> and speak freely now. In this in a similar vein, I think the Nuggets should claim him right now and say, "Hey, he's our retired guy." In a similar vein, they haven't had a lot of success, and they haven't retired a number for a guy who hasn't played since Dikembe. You know, like 25 years. Uh, so. But would they have to get one of Jokic's jerseys? Right, yeah, because he wears 15. That's the issue. Uh, but he had a, a slightly longer career in Denver, a little bit more success going to a conference finals in the, in the playoffs. He started his career there. You can kind of, you know, you claim him as a young, young mellow. Syracuse mellow as well. Just go get him. Go, go grab him. Have they that mended guy. that relationship, though, mm-hmm. uh, Mello and the Nuggets the cron- organization? The Cronkies, isn't it? Yeah, I don't sounds think like, it Sounds great. like Mello just wants to get everything right now like he wants he wants the legacy mellow right now i think he'll take anything <laughs> yeah not not in a bad way yeah, you know yeah, like no, i, I think if the nuggets call and they bury the hatchet I, why not why not have a little bit of you know nostalgia lore <laughs> add to it it's, it's 2003 nba draft class go get him back to the knicks they've had eight guys with their jerseys retired their numbers retired patrick ewing walt frazier willis reed Earl Monroe, Bill Bradley, Dick Barnett, Dick McGuire, Dickie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and Dave DeBusher. Okay? So that's the eight guys. Melo spent seven seasons in New York, um, was an all-star in all of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I saw Dan Feldman making the case, NBC Sports. Uh, he made all-NBA second team, all-NBA third team with the Knicks. He was third in MVP voting in the 2013 year. Led the league in scoring that year. He's got more wins than win shares, excuse me, than a lot of those guys, like some of those oldies that are up uh, hanging in MSG. It's just the, the it's really the lack of playoff success. It's it's one playoff series win. So I think he did enough regular season <laughs> to warrant it. I do, and I think seven sure. is just enough. Um, but if you if you really want to see some playoff success, then you're not getting it from that stint. Even though even though like you're saying, Trey. That actually is some success over the last 20 years. Comparatively. Yeah. yeah, comparatively. So, we'll see. Let's hear from you guys. No dunks, Inc. Is Mello going up in MSG? You think he would accept it if the Thunder were like, hey, man, we'll just throw your jersey up. Why not? Why not? He's like, I'll take anything. <laughs> tweet of the night. Let's do it. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Today's tweet of the night is an Instagram post. I'll read you the caption. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Maybe dogs just don't like magic, baby. That's right. Dogs at a distance is back, baby. After one year away from posting, Matt Austin listened to our podcast and brought back dogs at a distance with a dog just chambered. I don't know what this dog is, but it's far away. Yeah. It's behind a door with a window. So, I mean, I zoomed in on it. Couldn't really tell what kind of dog it was, but I was just happy to see that all you got to do to get Matt Austin back in the dogs at a distance game, put it on a podcast. Yeah. But our price just went up. 
we're going to need that Isaiah Thomas growth chart. We're going to need the Pistons Hooper snow globe. We're going to need that teal jersey. And you're going to have to throw in a pair of teal shorts now because I want the full fit. Oh, shut up. This is an active account. This is an active negotiation as well. (laughs) That's great. I'm happy to have that back in our life. Maybe dogs just don't like magic, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, you talked about uh, John Schumann, mm-hmm. um, you know, well actually well actuallying you. Yeah. He was actually well actuallying the uh, Kawhi shot last night. <laughs> what? When the, um, when the uh, tribute video there was coming out. Just, let me just bring it up here because... Um, Which was really cool. The, the footsteps. Yes. Tracing the footsteps is awesome. And so this is what Schumann tweeted. He retweeted someone who put the, um, the, the footsteps out there and said... I see the spot where Embiid set the screen on Simmons. Not taking away from the incredible shot, just giving it a chance to go in, took a ton of strength and skill. But I often think about Embiid's inability to actually double Leonard, make him pick up his dribble, or even change direction on that play. Because he took the wrong angle. Embiid screened Simmons, replaced him as the defender, and didn't prevent Leonard from going to where he wanted to go. Nice shoe. <laughs> everyone else was having a great night. Schumann was well actually everyone. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's just pointing out about that particular play. It's hard. <laughs> you love Schumann tweets, man. No, I do. You. I do. All right, let's get to the pick'em results. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money, like when you find some great vintage gear on Instagram. We're talking about kids' bulls sweaters, people, or maybe a sweatshirt that just says basketball. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, and Target, where you can also get a sweatshirt that just says basketball. We're also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, you get 10 bucks, and Cash App will donate $10 to the ACLU, an amazing organization founded in 1920 that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the U.S. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. I would like to stress to everyone listening out there, to download and sign up for Cash App now. If you haven't done so already, you're going to want to get your very own cash tag, okay? That's a little tease. That's what they call a tease in the business. Mm, we got a lot of a lot of business talk. We had a Chiron talk. We had a Reacts talk. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So get that Cash App. Get your cash tag. Do it as soon as possible. Again, just trust me on this one. We're going to have some fun next week and uh in fact i'll probably announce what we're doing on tomorrow's friday show all right so cha-ching yeah yeah cha-ching yeah that's right all right <laughs> not a ka-ching for myself and trey with the uh pick from wednesday night it was the clippers raptors game clippers were favored by three and a half Trey and I took the raps, try and keep it close, maybe get the win. No, 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 no. I knew it. I, I knew it. I had a feeling that the Clips were going to blow them out. They did. So I fall at 2-6. and six. I am slowly falling out of this um, month of December here. But Tass and Lee got the wins. Lee's 6-2. and two. We got Tass and Trey 4-4 four and four right there in the middle. So what's tonight's game? First, do you say ka-ching or cha-ching? I don't know. I said... Because I said dope kit, so I don't know what I'm ka-ching. talking about. Today. Cha-ching. No, cha-ching, I guess. I okay. Say. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to clarify. Yeah. I don't know if I just want to tease it right. 
Ka-ching. Ka-ching. See, what did you say? Though? I said cha-ching. Cha-ching. Oh. Cha-ching. I, well, I think if you see it written out, it's ka <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's the sound of a cash register, I think. Ka-ching. Because that's, the ka opens it, and the ching <laughs> is when it bangs open. Unless it's filled with a lot of change, in which that's case the it ching. would be a cha but it could be a cha-ching if there's a lot in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Is it because it's louder than the ka? Yeah. I'm going to try it out because uh, you actually, you, JD, you gifted us a little cash register oh, for yeah. my, my two-year-old to right. use. So she's popping it open all the time. Nice. Record it, yeah. yeah Cha-ching. Okay. We'll see it on the No Dunks Inc. Instagram account Sweet. tonight. Portland at Denver. Denver. Struggling, baby. Three in a row they've lost. They're at home to the Portland Trailblazers, and they're favored by six and a half against the Blazers. So, what you got? Nuggets by six and a half. Yeah. At home. They're back, baby. I hate betting on the Nuggets. Yeah, I know. It's I, hard. I, I honestly tough. hate betting on and them. And it's I the first game home after a four-game road trip, yeah. which is quite often a little bit sluggish. Do we know what uh, Jamal Murray's status is? Yeah, I do not. Yeah, it took a little bump. A bump to the ribs. I'll take the Blazers plus six and a half. I too am on the Blazers. I believe you get a you get the points. They've done a good job against the spread on the road and the Nuggets. You just don't want to be relying on them right now. A little unreliable. Sounds like we're all struggling to find who to pick. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you, and that's why I go back and I look at if they've played this year. They did have the rematch right after the playoff. Uh, meeting that they had last year first night of the season they played oh. portland won so i'm going with denver okay <laughs> there's my logic lee yeah i think jamal murray's got a little junk in his trunk excuse uh, me that's what he had a trunk confusion he did mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mellow mellow confusion. back in denver six and a half points and nuggets offense is just you're gonna have to restart that music again <laughs> uh, you're six and two it doesn't matter man <laughs> Yes, it does. <laughs> this is this is bad audio. You just sitting here pondering. Okay, I hope you just understand that. Uh, all right, give me the nuggies. There you go. Ching. So same uh, same two on two here as uh, last night. Trey and I taking Portland on the road. Tass and Lee taking the Nuggets favored by six and a half. All right, thanks for joining us today, <laughs> guys. That was a weird one. This is the strange. Hey, by the way. Yeah. All this fucking bullshit you're drinking doesn't work. You've been coughing. Can I? I want to say it. I'm stuck. You've been coughing for three weeks now. None of this works. Unrelated. None of this <laughs> works. I have had a cold and gotten rid of my this cold is a respiratory in the span of you still going. This is asthma. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's asthma. This is not related to the Why? kombucha. I mean, you said you were sick. No, it's different. I'm telling oh, you, it's different God. between a sniffle and an asthma. All right, thing. give me a hug then. Give me a hug. I thought you were no. sick still. <laughs> Guys, keep your eyes and your ears on the No Dunks podcast feed. It's another back-to-back jacks type of day here in the office. We're going to be dropping a new podcast series called Crossfire. Ooh, it's like Rendon and Trout in the lineup, baby. Back to back. Are you going to be okay to step into the Crossfire? Uh, yeah, Seriously. Who was that other dude, though? Someone signed an even bigger deal, I thought, in baseball. Garrett Cole. Yeah. The Yankees starter. Guy only plays once every five games. Yeah, and they signed him the for, NBA's worried about load management? They signed him for nine years, 300 million. Yeah, it's a baseball. And he's like... He, He's, He's not even going to be playing those last four years. <laughs> He's going to have Tommy John surgery and be out. 
How dare you? You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Jamal Murray is out with an asthma injury. <laughs> Embrace the name. Oh, come on. Come on. You're just doing that on purpose. Embrace the name, people.